Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome to Coindesk's Women Who Web3 podcast, your weekly podcast celebrating women supporting women, investing in women, and bridging the gender gap and wealth through Web3. Blockchain technology can be anything. That's what they're doing. They're here to support other women, and they are supporting themselves in the process. They said 70% of Latin Americans are underbanked or unbanked. 51% are using crypto. And we actually have a country, Iceland, who is at 90% parity. And guess what they have? 12 months maternity leave. Isn't that gorgeous? Women, do you want to wait 132 years to have a year maternity leave? I don't. Go from can't to can. I'm your host, Cams, and I'm on a mission to empower women across the globe to unlock the unlimited potential and earning power inside themselves through Web3. Whether you're just crypto curious or a crypto connoisseur, this podcast is for you. Let's get it. Hi, and welcome to Women Who Web 3. It's your girl, Kims. And on this week's show, we're graced with the presence of not one, but two incredible women in the Web 3 space, Debbie Soon and Randy Zuckerberg. Debbie is a Chinese Singaporean immigrant who is passionate about increasing representation in Web 3, having spent her entire career both investing in and building multi-million dollar consumer businesses. She's particularly excited about the intersection of Web3 and consumer. Now she's the co-founder of Hug, where she's helping build a space for people to collaborate, connect, and interact with each other. Prior to Web3, Debbie graduated from the University of Cambridge with a degree in economics and from the Columbia University with a master's in financial engineering. She then went on to build three businesses from scratch for one of the most successful unicorns in Southeast Asia. Outside of helping break down barriers for equitable representation, she enjoys lifting weights, car karaoke, and pampering her 10-year-old dog, Guinness. <laughs> Randy has always loved technology and the arts. As a Harvard graduate and early employee at Facebook, she helped shape Web 2.0 technology for billions of people worldwide. Now in Web 3, she's bringing her two loves together. Randy is one of the most prominent voices for women in the NFT space, and is passionate about lifting creators. That's why she also founded Hug. She now gets to work with 50 plus of the top emerging Web3 creators through the Hug Studios programs. 
And when she's not trading JPEGs, she can be found at the theater or doing her best to unplug at home with her husband and three children who are now almost as obsessed with crypto as she is. Welcome, (laughs) Debbie and Randy. Yay, thanks for having us. Yes, likewise. So happy to be here. (laughs) We're super happy to have you. Thank you for taking a break to be on the show. So my most famous question, what gets you up in the morning? And Debbie or Randy, whoever wants to go first. I I probably get Debbie up in the morning because I'm on the east. (laughs) (laughs) But Debbie, why don't you, you can take this one first. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what gets me up in the morning? Well, honestly, a range of things from coffee and being excited to start my day off at the gym. But I would say that uh, we're building in such an exciting space and Randy and I both get to work with so many creators every single day. And so I think waking up, knowing that we're surrounded by creative spirits, seeing, you know, all of your amazing creations and knowing that we're working on something that, you know, is going to make their lives better. I think that's what really gets me fired up and excited to get the day going. I love that answer gets me fired up, Debbie. I have to <laughs> say that what gets me up in the morning is being kind of a, a literal and figurative mom. Uh, my actual children wake me up most mornings, but I also just love being kind of a professional mom to entrepreneurs and artists. In fact, the name that I go by in our community is the mother hugger, because I just, I love uh, mentoring and supporting entrepreneurs and artists. So especially women. So that's something that, that really gets me fired up every day. I am just energized by both of your responses. I, but I relate so hard, um, the energy to, want to get your day started. And then also my 11 month old wakes us up too. (laughs) And he just learned to clap. So this morning he woke up clapping, which was was (laughs) for our listeners who may not heard of hug. Can you tell us about us and walk us through how hug came to be? Gosh, yeah. Well, I guess in a nutshell, Hug really helps um, emerging artists get connected to the collectors that love them. You know, we're starting off, you know, really focus on artists that are building in the Web3 space, but really hoping that this is something that can serve any form of creative um, and turning them into creative entrepreneurs. So if you go into Hug, you can discover uh, hundreds of creators that have all been curated and recommended by our community. We don't believe that art is something that requires a single gatekeeper to decide. So we really lean on the power community to really discover what new emerging artists there are. You can search and filter artists by their backgrounds, by their art mediums, and also leave shout outs and reviews for them to kind of make their day. Uh, At the moment, it's a really powerful discovery platform and also really building those strong connections um, between, you know, artists and and collector. And perhaps Randy can share a little bit about how this all came about. Yeah. And also, if you browse and discover artists, uh, you can also go deeper and have a deeper journey through Hug. If you want to become an art collector, We actually have kind of a a curator path where we train people on how to have a good eye for art and artists and and what it means to be a curator and a collector of digital art. And if you're an artist and a creative, we also have a journey where you can do a deeper dive and actually we can handhold you through launching your own NFT collection and your own project. So uh, whether you're entering the Web3 space as someone who's just excited to learn, an art collector, a creator. Uh, we, we really have a path for everyone at Hug and we strive to be an inclusive 
friendly and welcoming community, hence the word hug, uh, because we know that crypto and Web3 can sometimes be very intimidating and not very friendly. So we purposely try to make our community as welcoming and beginner friendly as possible. Gosh, I love that. And all this energy just makes me want to give you both a hug. But I love that you're including so many different paths. Someone who wants to be more involved in understanding art, someone who wants to share their art and amplifying those voices and those platforms for them to do so. You've created a really representative community. On your website, it says 70% identify as women and non-binary. 52% live outside the U.S. across 48 countries. 16% identify as LGBTQIA+, and 57% BIPOC, 41% who speak English as a second language, and 10% reported having a disability. How did you accomplish this? And what is your advice to other communities to follow suit? Yeah, I would say that we've been really intentional from the beginning in terms of building a community. One of the things that we like to say is that we're building the inclusive us, uh, you know, really a place that everybody can feel included and that they belong. And also recognizing that, you know, true inclusion doesn't happen overnight, but, you know, making sure that we have set all sights on that. Uh, so we've been using this language, um, you know, pretty much since the beginning, encouraging everyone to use inclusive language to really foster um, a sense of belonging for anyone that wants to enter our community or anyone that really wants to, you know, start building a presence uh, in Web3. So I guess that has attracted a lot of great community members that, you know, that are made up of that really diverse demographic. I think just to add to that, we also, so much of what's going on in the crypto NFT space is about flipping and kind of trying to make a, a quick dollar uh, off of art. But people don't actually shop for art that way in the real world. When you buy art for your home, you don't hang it on the wall and think like, how soon can I sell this and flip this? And no, you buy it because you right. love it. You love it. You want to support an artist. It looks pretty in your home. You like it. It speaks to you. And so we were really struggling to find that community inside of Web3. Like, where are the people that are, are that are in the space because they love it. And and sure, you know, we all want to make money from things, but that doesn't have to be a primary motivator of supporting artists and creators. So we really set out to build that space. And as Debbie mentioned, we've tried to be really thoughtful from day one, even how we did our mint. We gave away most of our uh, hug passes for free. We had a reservation system, which enabled people to uh, have a long amount of time to mint their NFT. A lot of these mints, it's like Tuesday at noon, which really rules out a lot of people if they have children, if they have a job, if they're a caregiver, if they're not on a US time zone. And so you wind up having these communities that just have people who are kind of always on. Uh, with every behavior we've taken in our community, we've really made a, a very concerted, thoughtful effort to include as many people as possible. That makes a lot of sense. So what I was hearing was you really understood who those people were that you wanted to reach. Even when, when you couldn't find those people, you created the space, you built the space for them, and people came. But not only that, you went a a level deeper and you empathize with those people like obviously as a mom and as someone who juggles a million things um the times just considering the times being considerate of the times and giving more time and space i think time is a luxury and when we're able to give that to people 
it makes it so much more inclusive. So thank you so much for being so considerate and building an inclusive verse. Speaking of inclusive verse, both of you are leaders building the metaverse. You're building the Web3 space for women and non-binary folks and everybody, everybody that we can think of across the world. And you're global leaders in this sense. What are your thoughts on the changes that you see coming with the metaverse? What's your viewpoint on women involvement? For example, you know, Facebook started with changing to meta. Like that was that was such a huge response to Web 2.0 growing into Web 3.0 from a huge recognized company that almost every like billions of people use just to log into things is sort of their identity, where they keep their identity, where they hone their identity. What are your thoughts on where the space is going and why women should be involved? Debbie, do you want to start with this one? Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would say that, you know, we've been in the space now for a couple of years. Um, I would say that it does feel like we're moving in the right direction. I think from real life conference to the next, we're definitely seeing more women in the room, uh, which is which is a great thing. Uh, but obviously, we are still definitely a long way away from really equitable representation in Web3. A good thing that we're moving in the right direction, but still a long way to go. As more women start coming into the space, uh, we're really going to be building products more intentionally in terms of onboarding that demographic. Like Randy had mentioned earlier, um, even from even through art collecting or, or buying of NFTs, you know, women just consume in a different way. Uh, and what a lot of people don't know is that women account for, I think, 70 to 80% of consumption decisions in real life because, you know, they run a lot of their households, right? So they are making purchases for their partners, for their children. And so even though in the metaverse, you know, we're still early and women are still being onboarded to the space, I can only just imagine the impact that they would have when they are, you know, in charge of purchasing decisions in a digital world as well. So that's what really um, gets me excited. Uh, you know, obviously, Web3, is great from a technology standpoint. There's a lot more that needs to be done from, you know, user interfaces or user experiences. And I think being really intentional about uh, this design process is, is similar to what we're trying to do at Hug. And in doing so, hoping that, you know, Web3 becomes something that is a lot more approachable to, to women and just, you know, everyone in general. Just to add to that, one of the reasons that I'm so excited about Web3 is that I think it's really the first iteration of the internet that put art and fashion and culture at the forefront. Typically, what I've seen from being on the front lines of Web 2 is that it's all about building the software and then the content is secondary and the content kind of fills in the tech. But when we talk about Web 3 and NFTs and the metaverse, art and culture are out at the forefront. People are, are consuming fashion in the metaverse. They're buying art through digital assets. And so that's really exciting to me to see creative professionals at the forefront of, of a new internet revolution. I do think, like Debbie said, there's a long way to go before it's ready for mass consumption. But certainly, I want to see women at least be comfortable having a conversation about the metaverse and Web3. So we're constantly in the hub community uh, organizing events and field trips into the metaverse and different things to just get people in our community comfortable, at least uh, understanding what the metaverse is and being able to confidently have a conversation and a viewpoint about it. Join Coindesk Consensus 2023, the most important conversation in crypto and Web3, happening April 26th to the 28th in Austin, Texas. 
Consensus is the industry's only event, bringing together all sides of crypto, Web3, and the metaverse. Immerse yourself in all that blockchain technology has to offer. Creators, builders, founders, brand leaders, entrepreneurs, and more. Use code WEB3WOMEN to get 15% off your pass. Visit consensus.coindesk.com or check the link in the show notes. Thank you, both of you. Uh, I noticed, Randy, recently on Twitter, you mentioned you're curating some content for Hug. Can you share a little bit about what content you're planning to share and, and how we can get involved or dive in and consume it? Yes. Well, as the mother hugger, I also love educating people and introducing new people to Web3. You don't have to spend a dollar uh, on crypto or NFTs to at least understand what's going on. And so I, I spend a lot of my time uh, making educational content and videos. I have a YouTube channel where my videos have been viewed millions of times uh, just with simple primers on, on what is going on with crypto and NFTs and really short little bite-sized content. And we're starting to do a lot more of that through Hug because that educating people is really uh, at the forefront. If, if people don't know what's going on, they can't come in and, and support artists or become creators in Web3 themselves. So I'm really excited. It's been it's been a few months. We've been kind of heads down building and working on the product, but I, I was really energized and excited to get back in front of the camera again, filming more content. That's incredible. Um, really excited to see what you've come up with and to consume that content myself. And Debbie, the Hug has partnered with some major brands, especially uh, I think in December it was Unstoppable Domains, for example. Can you speak to the role that partnerships and collaborations will play in the growth and adoption of Web3 and NFTs and how you see yeah. Hug positioning themselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like Randy mentioned, we're all so early still in in this space. And I think that's what is really exciting and that we get to work with a lot of different companies to grow the pie. Uh, you know, the pie is bigger, that's enough for, for everyone. And so, you know, we really do see um, partnerships and collaborations as a key part to our, our growth strategy. Uh, you know, so somebody like Unstoppable Domains, uh, you know, uh, obviously leaders in digital identity, and it was, you know, a real honor to be able to partner with them to make that digital identity in the form of um, these Web3 domains easily accessible to uh, not just our community, but the projects and builders that go through Hug Studios, which is our education and advisory programs that we offer. Uh, and yeah, we are con we're in conversations every single day to explore partnerships, I would say both with Web3, um, other Web3 companies, as well as, you know, kind of Web2, if you will, all mass market brands. A lot of Web2 brands are looking to understand Web3, understand how they can grow their presence in a more authentic way. And the fact that we already have, to some extent, a crypto native uh, community that is a uh, very, uh, that has a high um, women representation, I think that makes us really attractive to a lot of consumer brands as well. Uh, so that's definitely something that we have been trying to cultivate and have those conversations to really see what kind of synergies there, there are to be explored. Yes. And, and part of that curation that you've done on Hug, recently I just saw, you know, there's trending tags where you can actually search for the artists where you can type in women founded, diversity, equity, inclusion, DAO, mental health, metaverse. How do you see the future of Web3 and NFTs? And do you feel like the, how you've positioned Hug to be an inclusive verse, do you feel like this could reach and expand into other companies? 
Yeah, you know, we started off being, you know, like uh, very focused on kind of NFT projects uh, in the space, as well as, like I mentioned, artists that have a Web3 presence or are selling their art through NFTs. Uh, but, you know, we really believe that the future is kind of somewhere in the middle. Uh, you know, I think taking artists, for example, a lot of them, they didn't wake up, um, you know, one day, heard about NFTs and then decided to become an artist. They have been artists <laughs> and creators for over 10 years. Actually, we surveyed our community of artists. We did an industry-wide survey about a month ago. Uh, and most of them have been creating art for at least five years and a lot of them for over 10 years. So, you know, NFTs are really just an additional source of revenue for them. It's another sales channel for them. And, you know, right now they're speaking to two very different audiences where on one hand, it's almost like they have a different persona for their Web3 audience and and another one for their Web2 audience, their existing audience. Right. And so, you know, we've been building Hug, obviously, to kind of onboard artists that are new to Web3 and are trying to grow their Web3 presence. But really, ultimately, we want us to be able to serve artists, um, you know, from their perspective. And so being able to give them a, a great profile that can house all of their collections, can uh, that people can discover all of their social links, eventually even buy from them, but not just buying NFTs, but, you know, being able to buy a range of their products. So anything that they were already selling before, as well as their NFTs and really cross-pollinating the two audiences that they have. Yeah, it's really, you know... It's amazing how resilient artists and creators are considering how difficult the current Web3 system is to navigate. Most of the marketplaces that exist right now really favor these high volume flipping collections because you go on there and they're like, oh, here's like the top 50 traded things today. But I don't necessarily just want to buy the top 50 traded things. A lot of people want to buy an NFT that that looks like them or from an artist that they feel like represents their interests and their passions or a social cause. So that's why we have a, a completely different tagging and search system from a lot of the other marketplaces out there. And also, as Debbie mentioned, a lot of times when you go to an artist's account on Twitter, they have this like really chaotic link tree where they're linking off to 17 different places because they have their Etsy shop, they have everything, you know, we're really looking to give artists one home where they can showcase everything that they're doing on web two on web three and uh, enabling more purchasing and e commerce behavior directly from that page. I love it. And that's why I was so excited when I saw those tags. It's super against the traditional marketplaces, as you mentioned, where you just see like by volume, by floor price. And I think that can be intimidating, especially for new artists that are emerging and they would just they just really want to get out their mission, their personal mission. I've met so many artists on the Twitter space where they care about different things. It's not about here, buy this for five ether. It's like here, I'm reserving this for 0.005 ether, which is a lot a lot more affordable for more people, but it's something they can relate to. It's something that might look like them or look nice in their house, for example, as you mentioned. And Debbie, I saw recently on Twitter that you actually minted a photo collage and you, on your very own smart contract. I was like, okay, Debbie. Debbie's um, stuff is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Debbie, I, I wanted to hear more about it. I was like, how did she do this? I was like opening the tweets. Can you share a little bit about how that journey was and how did it feel for you to share your art? Oh, gosh. I mean, that is so funny that you brought it up. So um, I definitely, well, I, I like to say I don't consider myself an artist. But then when I hear other people say that, I always say, oh, that's an artist in, in every single one of us. So maybe I should I should own that as well. 
Uh, but yeah, I would say that I've always considered myself to be fairly creative, but never really had the opportunity to explore that side. Or the last time I did it was back when I was in high school, so a long time ago. I've always enjoyed making analog collages from a long time ago. And I would say maybe over the past 10 years where my interest has really lied has been in photography. Like I love traveling. I love taking photos of the things that I see and like editing them, making them nice. And so recently I thought, okay, why not combine the two and explore what I could, you know, what digital collage I could make out of the um, travel photos that I'm taking. Yeah, I decided to, I guess, mint my very first digital collage and, and sell it for a really affordable price of, I think it's like 0.0069 ETH, which is about $10. And I did it on my own smart contract because, you know, I wanted to, first of all, I didn't really put myself in the shoes of an, an artist that is getting onto Web3 for the first time. And, you know, today it is a lot easier. There are a lot more creator-friendly tools, um, like a company called Manifold makes it really easy for artists to mint something on your own smart contract. I think in going through that process and also learning how to market it, like now that I had minted it, how was I going to spread the word and, you know, get that word out to people? And I think it really helped me to understand a little bit more about what that dynamic is for artists, because it is kind of awkward to constantly have to plug yourself and you have to beat the algorithm and you have to not be afraid of repeating yourself, which honestly is incredibly awkward. But I think, you know, for me, putting this art on a blockchain, you know, was really twofold. Like, I think, first of all, really exploring that creative side of myself, which I'm so thankful for. I'm inspired by so many creative spirits, you know, every single day. Also, you know, giving us as we build hug the considerations that artists go through and, you know, really, you know, walking in their footsteps to see what that feels. And so identifying pain points that we could look to address. Yeah, I think it's really hard to run a creator community or a marketplace if you're not a creator yourself. <laughs> Just like, you know, I briefly um, was an actress. It, I wasn't a very good one, but it made me such a better producer when I went on the other side uh, because I, I understood how to walk a mile in, in the, the talent's foot, footprints. And I think same with us. So Debbie and I are always trying, like I, I put out music videos and songs. Debbie's putting out photography. And, you know, maybe probably neither of us are going to have a, a lengthy career <laughs> as creators ourselves, but it just, it allows us to really understand the vulnerability of an artist putting their work out there and just wondering, like, are people going to like it? Or are they going to hate it? Or are they going to resonate? Is anyone going to buy it? And I think having done that ourselves has given us the credibility that um, artists really trust us and, and gravitate toward a community where they know that we are fighting the fight as creators also. Randy, I was just about to bring up that you have YouTube videos, you have all you have all sorts of content to help women across the globe understand Web3. Some of them have hundreds of thousands of likes and views on them. I actually learned myself about Web3 communities by looking at your YouTube as well a couple months, oh, now almost a year ago. <laughs> and I wonder, as you've just been an advocate for women in tech for so, so, so many years, how do you see Web3 and NFTs primarily empowering underrepresented groups? And what role, I mean, right now you're curating roles, but what role can Hug play in advancing the mission of amplifying those voices? Absolutely. Well, I'll just give you a, a little bit of my thoughts on that question. 
one of the things that I've always loved, I've been in tech for almost 20 years now, and I, I've loved being on the cutting edge of just some of the most groundbreaking things, but it has always boggled my mind why there are so few women in the room. And uh, it's continued to upset me that less than 2% of venture capital goes to women. And really, when we say that, that's white women that are getting that venture capital. For me, I've always gravitated towards different financial models that try to break that and try to correct that. So I've, uh, I've been an advisor and been on the board of several crowdfunding companies. I think that was like the first step towards giving new opportunities for, and, and women are actually far more successful on crowdfunding platforms uh, than men are. And I think that's also for me, what really drew me into Web3 is the idea that I can see a future where we don't rely on VCs and we don't rely on traditional uh, methods of capital to get ideas off the ground. You can go straight to a community and your community can grow a project with you hand in hand. And so I do think that that opens the door for a new kinds of founders and entrepreneurs to get funded and to get recognized. I am just loving the energy that you both are emitting through the Zoom call. And I can just feel this tangible, positive energy. I'm also a hug NFT holder. I think I've yay, been holding for a yay. month. I have the space, I have the astronaut hugger. Yeah, um, that's one of my and- favorites. It's, I love it. It's, it's, it's so cute. Debbie and Randy, I'm always so, so just blown away by creators like yourselves, by women like yourselves, who continually, consistently show up. And I wonder, what are some of your tools, your methodologies that you do to stay successful in your tasks and to, to really come with that energy every day? Or if you don't, sometimes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think I'm a firm believer that a healthy body leads to a healthy mind. So um, I've definitely, you know, I'm not perfect. I've definitely fallen off the wagon and like, you know, gone through like just eating a bunch of junk food for like a week when I'm really stressed. But I would say that I am most successful and most productive when I have a really uh, healthy routine, whether it comes to kind of moving my body eating well, uh, it just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the day. And I'm able to show up and be really intentional about everything that I have to get done that day. Uh, And I've been exploring, I guess, other ways of staying on track. I've like started trying to journal more frequently this year. Uh, You know, it has helped get a lot of my thoughts on paper and has just made me just feel, feel really energized about showing up. Because I think, like you said, this is a really tough market and environment to be building in. Um, we've definitely seen better days, but at the same time, it's knowing that the people that are still here are really building for the long term that, you know, gets me really fired up and excited. And so, um, you know, I think being around those people, being around people like Randy, honestly, who is like such a great, not just thought partner, but also like, you know, a motherly figure to be able to kind of guide, you know, not just our team, but also the entire community through our longer term vision. Uh, and that has really, you know, kind of helped help me at least stay accountable to to everything that we're looking to achieve. Well, Debbie, I feel the same way about you. And I can attest that Debbie <laughs> prioritizes taking care of her body because I recently did a fitness class with her and she <laughs> kicked my butt so hard. So that was really, uh, that was, that was an amazing experience. So Debbie is a badass in like, in, in the boardroom and in the gym. All around. Oh. And I think, uh, I think for me, you know, 
this is where I feel very lucky to have kind of the the experience and age and, and wisdom of having done this before because things move fast when you're in a new emerging industry and it's really easy to get sucked into just like working all the time and and feeling like you have to be on the clock all the time. I saw that in the beginning of web two. Also, people were always on. And then what happened is that 90% of the early people burnt out. They just burnt out. They left the space and they dropped out of it like right before things got good and right before uh, mass adoption happened. And I don't want that to happen again. I don't want that to happen for the women I see in Web3. I don't want that to happen for our team. And so I think we've been much more mindful this time around of like, how do we make this a marathon, not a sprint for our team? How do we have work-life balance even when you're on the cutting edge of something new? Um, We certainly haven't perfected the formula, but it's something that we're thinking about a long time because I do not want to see women burn out right before it gets good. Powerful. Thank you so much to both of you. And just one last closing thought. Where can our audience find you? How can they get involved? If How can creators be a part of Hug? Could you share uh, the links and how we can find you? Yeah, absolutely. So we are always opening um, our arms to, you know, with a warm embrace to anybody that is interested <laughs> in Hug, uh, whether you're an artist or a collector or a collector looking to kind of deepen that knowledge and become a curator. Uh, so today, anybody can go on to the hug.xyz. If you're an artist, you can fill in an application form for you to get your own artist profile. Um, and, and like I said, have those, um, have all of your collections be discovered by, you know, new and current collectors. Uh, and, you know, eventually building out that profile to be a customizable storefront. So if you're an artist, definitely head to the site to sign up. And then likewise, if you're a collector and would like to join our community and telling these artists, you know, why you love them and what you love about them, you can also go on and and create an account on thehug.xyz. And our socials are the same at thehugxyz. We're pretty active on Twitter as well as Instagram. And we also have a bunch of great educational newsletters that, that you know, we roll out every single week. Yeah, I want to brag on Debbie for a second. If you follow one new person on Twitter this year, follow Debbie soon. She's just an incredible thought leader. She has the most detailed, interesting, uh, wonderful Twitter threads that she writes. She and our colleague Michael Littig also put out a weekly newsletter called Creator Royalties, which is a must read for anyone who wants to know what's happening in the creator ecosystem of Web3. It's like one of the only newsletters that I read top to bottom every single week. And uh, anyone who holds either a hug or a Meta Angels NFT, because we recently combined our two communities, um, can be in our private Discord and uh, be part of a, a really ongoing conversation all the time about discovering artists, being an artist yourself, and navigating Web3. Thank you so, so much. And um, part of our series, as you know, um, I'm a huge advocate of mindfulness. I would love to have you guys join me in this two-minute mindfulness exercise created. Well, it's it's so it's a mindfulness exercise that that previously exists, but it's something we, we're curating today for Hug itself. If you'll join me, you can just stay in your seat. Um, you don't have to close your eyes, but if you'd like to, I invite you to close your eyes, sure. um, or you can gaze at a soft focus in front of you. Um, So everyone listening, you know what to do. 
This meditation is a focus on a mindfulness exercise that you can do anytime you're feeling stressed, anxiety, imposter syndrome, anything that is meant to bring you down. You can use this to bring you right back up. Um, if you're joining us from a phone or a laptop, set it aside and focus just on my voice. Allow the body to relax, release the forehead, soften the jaw, the tongue, shoulders melt down, the back softens, and you're heavy in your seat. Hands can be in your lap right at your side. Breathe in deep through your nose. Exhale through the mouth. Good. Just a couple breaths here just to center ourselves and anchor ourselves to the present. Good. Now we're going to get straight into the exercise. This is called a three-breath hug. You can do this by embracing yourself, another person, as many people as you like, your dog, your cat, your kids. The key is to hug and to sink your breath. So let's do this together. You can either fold your arms across your body and hug yourself, or you can hug someone next to you. Breathe in for three counts. Breathe out for three counts. This is meant to be an intentional hug. With each breath, you try to hear and listen to the other person or to yourself. Listen to that strong heartbeat, that amazing body that accomplishes so much for you every single day. This hug is to love yourself, to be grateful for all the things you can and can't do right now, and to recognize that you are incredible and you deserve a hug every single day, 10 times more a day. <laughs> Thank you so much. And if you close your eyes, slowly blink them open, take a nice last deep breath with us. And I hope that you'll do some three breath hugs today. Thank you guys for joining us. Love it. For you. Thank you. That was so good. <laughs> what? A, what? A, how appropriate to end with a hug. Thank you. Of course, and thank you so much for embracing the Women Who Web Three podcast. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, you can find the Women Who Web Three podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave five stars. Follow Debbie. Follow Randy. As Randy said, especially follow Debbie. Thank you so much for joining. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to Women Who Web 3 with host Kamala Ancantara. This show has been produced and edited by Michelle Mousseau. Executive producer is Jared Schwartz. Our theme song is All Night Long by Lunera. Cams would love to hear from you. You can reach out to her at Cams, K-A-M-Z, at womenwhoweb3.com or podcasts at coindesk.com, subject line, Women Who Web 3. Thanks for listening. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.